Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And Afrelucha Shushan Purim. Wow. Let's get our bearings. Today, tomorrow, Mir Hashem, we have the privilege of reading Parshas Tzav. According to the Chinuch, there are 18 mitzvos in Parshas Tzav, evenly divided, nine positive and nine restrictions. Among the many topics found in Parsha Sav is that of the Karban Ola. The Vayikra Rabbah in chapter 7, paragraph 3, teaches us that the Karban Ola is Machaper atones for Hirhure Halev, for those, quote, negative thoughts that we have, or the thoughts of our heart, as well as a violation of mitzvahs asay. A person had an opportunity to do a positive mitzvah. He, she refrained from so doing. They should bring a mitzvahs asay, a positive uh, carbon of the ola, which the entire uh, animal is burnt on the Mizbeach, on the altar, and this is a kapara, an atonement for the negative thoughts, as well as the not fulfilling of the positive mitzvah. Now, when I mention the term, the negative thoughts of our heart, so we each conjure up in our mind the idea of doing something bad. And that is correct. However, the Divrei Yisrael, the Mojusa Rebbe, who I heard from Rav Baruch Simon Shlita of Yeshiva University, says something very fascinating, that the Hirhurei Halev is not only for those negative thoughts that a person might have had, but even for those positive thoughts that a person had every intention of doing something good and positive, but unfortunately, those positive thoughts were not actualized. And so they went unfulfilled. So for those positive thoughts, for his not calling that friend to see how he is and why he didn't come to work, for his not visiting the shut-in, for his not learning more, for his not davening better, for the many, many nots that he did not actualize, though in his mind he said, this is what I could, should do, the Korban Ola as well atones for those Hirhure Halev. Now, if we take a step back and we realize that when the Torah says in Bereshis, chapter 1, verse 25, that Hashem created man, B'Tselem in the Elohim, literally in the image of God. So what does that term mean? We know that God is incorporeal, that he has no body. So Rashi says on the spot that Hashem made man, 
kidmuseinu, in our image, says Rashi, lohavin ulahaskil, literally, to understand, to have intelligence. The idea is that as God creates, and just his thinking about it, Baruch She'omar, just his reciting, and the world came into being, so too regarding man. Man was endowed with intelligence, and his creative ideas all start with the mind. But our rabbis teach us, starting with the Gemara in Yuma, Chavtes Amaralev, 29a, that Hirhure Aveira, on the top line, Koshume Aveira, the thoughts of sin are worse than sin itself. Now, what does that mean? It means that when we sin to God with our bodies, that is a sin using the gift that Hashem has given us in the wrong manner. However, it's even a greater rebellion against Hashem when we sin with our intellect, which is that aspect of godliness which Hashem has awarded us. And so, the idea of machshava, as the Nefesh HaChayim points out in Book 1, Chapter 4, that sinning with one's intellect, having negative thoughts, is sinning in one's Kodesh HaKodashim. The brain, the intellect of man, represents his holy of holies because each person is that Mikdash Ma'at. When God says in Parshas Truma, for Asuli Mikdash, and I will dwell in man, it means that man hosts Hashem, and therefore his mind, his intelligence, is the highest form of man. Now, interestingly, the Megillah that we read on Wednesday night and yesterday is still very fresh in our mind. I want to point out to you that in a few places in the Megillah, we speak about Machsheves Haman. Literally, come on, the thoughts, the design, the desire of Haman. What's the significance of the design? So the first time we have this is in chapter 8, verse 5. When Esther says, If I am worthy of the favor of the king, let it be written, to literally undo those decrees. Literally, the designs, the intention, of Haman, showing us that the design itself creates not only the potential for the action, it stems from the design, but the design itself creates a force in this world. And so, let's go to chapter 9 in the Megillah, 
and go to verse 24 and 25. And in verse 24, the summation at the end of the Megillah, the enemy of all the Jews, it was his intention. And finally, in verse 25, and when she came, Esther, she came, and she said, Let his negative thought come to him, that which he wanted to do, there's something there. Now, interestingly, <coughs> the Guru Aryeh, the Maharal, in his commentary on Parshas Shoftim, in the fifth book of the Torah, when the Torah says, lo, you do to the false witnesses, what they intended. Two individuals come to Bezdin and they have in their mind to cause somebody either a financial loss or, God forbid, to actually have that person killed. They come and they testify. Is that an action? That could very well be debated if one's speech is an action. But clearly, their thoughts have been now laid out before us. And the halacha says, what do we do? We do to them like they wanted to do. And the Gur'ariye, in his commentary on that pasuk, sends you to Megillas Esther and says, take a look. Haman's negative thought came back to him. And so just as in the realm of good, there is this concept of chesed is a boomerang. You do chesed to and for somebody else. It's going to come back to elevate you. And that's not the reason for your doing of chesed. But it's just a reality. The chesed comes and it comes back to help you. Similarly, the negative thoughts of Haman HaRasha came back to be his very downfall. We're going to say tonight in Sing, in Lechododi, at the end of the second paragraph, which begins, Likras Shabbos, Lechuvenelcha, to welcome Shabbos. Let's come and go to welcome her. And what do we praise the Shabbos? Sof Ma'aseh B'machshavot Chila. It was the last in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's deeds, but B'machshava, literally, in his thought, it was first. So too, regarding Adam. It's these two entities that our rabbis tell us that Hashem made Adam last, so he would find the whole world waiting for him. But he was B'machshava, in God's thought, if we can use that term, in God's plan. His whole plan was for man to create a world that man can uh, literally emulate God and live that positive life or, God forbid, use his thoughts in a negative way. And Shabbos as well, it represents God's wonderful machshava, the sanctity of the Shabbos, which, please God, we're going to welcome again tonight. There's no question.
the idea that we are to learn from Parshas Tzav is that all of us are blessed regularly with good machshavos, with positive actions, with things which we do. And then because too often we don't actualize them, we save them for later, that later never occurs. May I make a suggestion that just as we find in yesterday's reading of the, of the Megillah, and we find the concept of Machshava, and we find, moreover, that yesterday's celebration and the extension today on Shushan Purim, of Purim, which is a day of Kabbalah Satora. At Sinai, we were coerced, says the Gemara, in Shabbos Peches. But on Purim, we accepted the Torah willingly. With the acceptance of Torah should come a Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah, the personal acceptance that each person should have, is Emir Hashem. I'm going to try a little bit harder that when I have that intention to call that person, to see how they're doing, to help somebody out, to dive in better, to form a chavrusa, and you can continue the list as it goes on and on. With On a personal note, this is what each one of us should ple- attempt to actualize and not let it, quote, die in its uh, intended state. I don't like it, but it's probably true that the cemetery is full of people with good intentions. We're going to learn from Kimuva Kiblu. We're going to learn from the Karban Ola that it's going to be Machaper, not just on that rare negative Hirhure Alev, but on that common positive thoughts. May we be privileged to actualize them. Shabbat Shalom to all.